This episode is brought to you by Netflix. Hold your carriage horses and tighten those corsets. Bridgerton is back. Longtime friends Colin Bridgerton and Penelope Featherington find themselves in quite the precarious situation. The wallflower is ready to bloom, but she needs Colin's help to find a marriage match. Has Penelope truly pushed aside her feelings for Colin? Will Colin realize his feelings before another suitor takes Penelope's hand? And will Penelope's secret identity as famed gossip writer Lady Whistledown destroy any chance she may have at love? This gentle reader can't wait to find out. Watch part one of Bridgerton now, only on Netflix. Hello and welcome back to the UF podcast. I'm Jordana Abraham. And I am Jared Freed. Jordana, it's a pleasure to be back here with you this holiday season. I hope people are sending you their trees for judgment. I hope so too. Um, we're recording this before the episode where we ask people to has come out, but I'm sure if they if it was on Wednesday, I would say I've been getting dozens of trees just <laughs> ready to judge them all i can't wait to see kylie's she has like the big one. Ooh, i i mean i be careful when you make fun of a jenner she has like a designer oh really i think she has like someone who comes into her house and like matches it with her interior decor so well i i made fun of one of her charcuterie boards and the the joke to me and maybe I didn't do it right because there's been some division is basically like the Kardashians always put things out there. And if they don't tag someone, we're kind of led to believe that they're like doing this in their free time and you're right. left to like feel like shit. So it's like she put a charcuterie board out, didn't tag anyone. And I'm like, OK, just let us know you didn't make this. Like, don't like. Right. It's like, yeah. don't hide the nanny. You yeah, know, don't hide the nanny. <laughs> right. That should be the name of a book. Don't hide the nanny. Like everyone should live that way. Like, listen, it's okay to have privilege. It's okay to have money. Just don't lie. Like you right. don't have these things. I, I think I'm like almost honest to a fault with this stuff because I am because I love talking shit about this type of thing. So I said I was like my board lord review of Kylie's thing was. Listen, you didn't tag anyone. We all spent the day making our own Thanksgivings. Don't act like you have the, like, oh, I just put together a board. Right. And and all yeah. these people were like, oh, you're jealous of her money. No, I'm literally, I'm just saying <laughs> you're not like us. Like, you know. Like, and just own it so that we can all feel at ease. <laughs> yeah, so we know, yes. like, when you have a tree and you have invite the tree designer over. Yeah, she's just, not luck. She's not going to the fucking Christmas tree farm and cutting it down and then put, throwing it over her back and getting <laughs> fucking like pine all over her clothes. I, and we all know that intimately. Like none of us expect her to go chop down a tree like fucking the brawny man. <laughs> but we are. We we just want some admittance that right. you are living in a universe that we don't have access to. Right. Yeah. That's refreshing. I mean, it, it is refreshing. And it's like, I don't think a lot of these people online, I don't think influencers, I don't think like famous people understand that we don't want them to be just like us. We want them to admit that they have things that we have no access to. And then we get to watch and have fun watching their amazing lives. Like lifestyles of the rich and famous, you know, yeah. cribs exist because we do like looking at your shit. But we want you to know that we want you to also admit that, like, yeah, I have I, it's a little bit easier for me to do. Yeah, I agree. Jared, I think you should watch The Crown. It's all about that kind of stuff. I've been watching a little is the, the Crown is British royal family. And they kind of do they talk about that stuff? 
I mean, it's all about like how the crown is supposed to appear. I mean, there's no like social media yet in like sure. the seasons that they're up to, but it's just about like how like you're supposed to let the public into your world like enough that they can like aspire to it, but not like say so much that like they do try to pretend like you're. there's a whole thing about that where they try to make like a documentary about themselves and they wind up just looking like assholes. Yeah. Um, this is like in the seventies. It was like totally backfired on them, but it's like funny. Cause it was that kind of thing where it's like, no one wants them to be every, just like you and me, like they want them to be like better. And like, sure. you want to low yeah. net, no less in some ways because it makes you more into them. Well, that's, that's the truth of like celebrity is like, there's a reason we all kind of like certain celebrities and hate certain celebrities. Like there's a reason, like Kardashian. The reason like- I, I, I I enjoy that show. I think that they're they do some good in the world, but like a lot of times it's a little too much. Where you're like, okay, don't try and tell me. Like the, you could tell when you watch the Kardashians, there is a attempt at the storyline being based in. We're just a family. We're right. just a family, just like you. And it's like. No, that's kind of why people over the summer got so mad where it's like all these people posting like we're in this together from a beach house that their parents put them up in. And you're like, and that's like the easy, you know, picture for me to draw. But like there's versions of that in every friend group where everyone's like, you have that one friend that's like sitting online being like, stay the fuck home while at, you know, they're while not having to go to a job, you know? Right, so while like, in a huge house. Or like, yeah. I think Whitney Cummings, I think, tweet, tweeted something really funny about that. She's like, everyone in, Hol- everyone in Hollywood wants people to stay home unless they're, like, um, working at the grocery store or nannies or, like, you know, the people... Or <laughs> the their horse trainer. Or, like, right, or the horse trainer. But, like, everyone else should stay the fuck home. Yeah, it's, it's an interesting predicament because it is a thin line like listen i have people that are i'm getting sponsored posts right now for the holiday season and like i sit there for you know part of like what am i gonna do to do this i have to be like okay it has to be funnier than someone could think like oh well he's just doing this for money which again there's an element of that too like (laughs) like i can't lie to you right i agree you know so what are we, I mean, anything else going on in your life? Is there anything to talk about? Anything uh, worthwhile? You know, just trying to unravel the mysteries of Christmas as I approach my, 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 third, my third year celebrating Christmas, which I've, I had Do never done before. you have a stocking up? This. I said no to, stock, to stockings. I, I, I have a tree. I have, like, I have a classy Christmas view in mind. It doesn't involve mm. stockings. I'm like, actually, I've hijacked this holiday from him, and I've decided to do it my way. I'm like it's probably the worst person that I've like appropriated all of the parts that I like, and I'm like yeah. some aspects I think are like absurd. He's like because we he got me like a gift, and he like I can't open it until Christmas. I'm like, what the fuck? How old are we? Well, like, that's the fun of Christmas. Was people would say that's right. like so the running down the running down the stairs in your jam jams. Like you're he's trying to give you the full present experience. I understand what he's saying. Right. It is impractical. Like, I want to use the fucking thing now, but I get it. Right. I'm like, how about, like, one big gift instead of 15 small gifts? Like, how about... He's like, you don't understand how Christmas works. I'm like, I'm just kind of... It's funny. I can do it because, like, Christians are a pretty powerful group. And they're like, you know, they're not, like... 
But like if he was like that about if he was like, well, what's up? Why do we need eight nights of Hanukkah? That seems excessive. <laughs> like I'd be like, you know what I mean? It might be like a little construed as like a little anti-Semitic or something. But a because he's bit. part of the larger class of like, it's, you know, most there's a lot, lot more of them than us. I can I can critique Christmas as I feel. Well, as we spoke about last week, you are coming in here with a a better eye than him. He's too close to it. When you say. What about one big gift with like three smaller gifts? When you when you start giving critiques, it's only from a place of making this better because you're not as emotionally attached to the things that happened when he was eight years old. When he right. was eight, you know, moving Santa. from one gift yeah, to the next, Santa is like a big part of it. At 30, you're like, no, I just need a car. You know, like I just need, I just need right. rent paid for the month, you know? Yeah, like I can buy my own sleep mask yeah. instead of waiting. <laughs> I now I have to wait until the end of the month <laughs> to like yeah, open there's it a lot of in front of your parents with a shocked face, and it's just like. <laughs> well, a lot of these are he's trying to reimagine his eight-year-old best Christmas, and that's probably the the worst type of person to be leading <laughs> the yeah. charge. I remember we went, my friends and I went. Um, I might have told this story. I've told this a bunch, but. My friends and I, we all did this like trip to like um, the Jersey Shore. And the one guy that was kind of in charge of the trip had been going to the Jersey Shore his whole life. And I remember there was one day where he's like, we got to go to the boardwalk. We got to do the boardwalk. We got to do the." And I remember being like, I don't want to fucking do the boardwalk. I want to go to the beach. I'm here for one weekend. I want to like go sit. Like we only have so many hours of sunlight here. I don't want like an hour spent in an Uber getting to the boardwalk. Like fuck that to walk on a boardwalk where I don't even want to fucking eat the, you know, the, the pier fries. I don't want all right. that shit. This isn't a date. So I started <laughs> spreading around the word. I was like, Hey, uh, is anyone not looking to go to the boardwalk? And everyone was like, Oh, thank God you said something. Someone and said I was it. like, yeah. So I was like, and I started like, I've been getting really into survivor lately. You know, Jess and I are watching seasons oh. of survivor, yeah, which I would encourage. Great show. Loving good, good every show. second. Yeah. So and this happens on Survivor a lot. You'll just like say a little whisper. You're like, hey, why don't we not go to the boardwalk? And then everyone's like, hey, I never thought of it that way. We're allowed <laughs> to say no boardwalk. And I remember it got to a point where like I had enough of a alliance form of non-boardwalk people. And he was like, and, and we were like, hey, we don't want to go, but you guys have fun. And he was like ruined by that. He was like so upset by this because it was like, wait a minute, we have to go to the right. boardwalk. And we were like, no, but we're adults. Who- That's very brave of you, especially, yeah. you know, without an immunity idol. <laughs> that's that's right so you know we we ended up uh not going but there was like a small band of people that went with them and a lot of them went because they felt bad but i'm like no the listen sometimes you have to ruin you know the childhood dream and you know go into the reality of being adults sometimes things need to change that's what you and i are here for just to ruin everyone's childhood dreams <laughs> And everything they once held sacred. Should we That's get into right. <laughs> on that we're note, here to we get into the show? And most of all, we're here to talk about dating and relationships. And right now, more than ever, this is the podcast for you. Keep spreading the word. Keep telling friends. Um, also, I'm going to be in Indianapolis for New Year's Eve. If anyone wants to do a socially distanced comedy show so in fun. Indianapolis, fun time. I'll be there Thursday through Saturday. Jaredfree.com. Jaredfree.com. 
guys know I'm a huge fan of Skims, and with warmer weather coming up, I recently tried out one of their t-shirts. Skims makes the best basics and foundations, so it's no surprise that it's the best-fitting tee I've ever worn. Finding the perfect t-shirt can be such a challenge, whether it's the fit or the quality, but with Skims, they make the most flattering shirts for everyone. Honestly, I love pretty much everything Skims makes, but I really love their t-shirts. They're like form-fitting, and they make my body just look that much smoother. I have the soft, smoothing, seamless t-shirt in Onyx. It has amazing versatility. It is literally a must-have for a spring wardrobe. They're stretchy, they're flattering. You can dress it up or dress it down and you don't have to worry about compromising style or comfort. I also have the cotton jersey t-shirt in marble and it's really just changed the game for me. It's taking the regular t-shirt, it's leveling it up. There's no stretched collars or hems and it literally fits like a dream. Skims t-shirts are made with innovative technology while always keeping style and comfort in mind. From crop silhouettes to long sleeve layering tees, Skims has something for every fit and everybody. Shop the Skims t-shirt shop at skims.com now available in sizes extra extra small to 4x if you haven't yet be sure to let them know i sent you after you place your order select podcast in the survey and select you up in the drop down menu that follows summer is just around the corner so it's time to say goodbye to those jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees i wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune luckily i found quince Now I have a lineup of timeless pieces I want that will keep me looking fresh year after year. I'm wearing a Quince sweater literally right now. They make the best cashmere sweaters and they're so well-priced. It's like, honestly, my dream store. I also have an amazing down comforter from them. They cut out the middleman and they really just give you these really, really high quality items that last a long time and that they're at an amazing price point. Quince has amazing items like premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. The best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. So you can feel good about what you're wearing on every level. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash UUP for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash UUP to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash UUP. Uh, Jordana, what are we talking about today? Today we are talking about the best way to handle dating after a body transformation. I thought this one was interesting. This is an interesting topic. This is a very much a... This could be a fun overlap. This is like a... A DST, Diet Starts Tomorrow. Yeah, this is a Diet Starts Tomorrow-like subject kind of entering into our world. I've been a guest on Diet Starts Tomorrow many times. I love going on that show. If So this, this subject speaks to me in a way that is very personal as far as like health and trying to lose weight and trying to be healthy while dating if you're not familiar with my background in this subject, I would encourage you to listen to me rant on Diet Starts Tomorrow. Those are great episodes. They're very funny. I love Thank- the one of you chasing the woman in the park. Oh, um. it was a, it was the Williamsburg Bridge, but I... Sorry. Sorry, <laughs> the I- bridge. That makes it less terrifying. Uh- <laughs> yeah, so that is... All the so if you want to hear my background with this subject, you can go. So I I don't want people to think that I'm like speaking out of turn with something I don't have a connection to because we are going to enter into the territory of commenting on body issues, and I have many of those. 
Yeah. I, I mean, not, yeah, like, yeah, you do. But, like, yeah, I've heard you. I've heard those episodes are great. You guys should check out Diet Search tomorrow and especially the episodes that Jared's on because they're both very funny and very enlightening. Yeah. Um, but I'll so read this you, email. Yeah, Sorry. let's get into the email right away. I'll I, read the I, email. Yeah, I think it's we'll an interesting it. topic, especially with right now that can go. Okay, let's go into it. All right. Hi, J&J. I was wondering if you had any thoughts about dating after major weight loss. After ending a long-term relationship, I decided to lose weight and get in shape. In the last year and a half, I've lost 130 pounds. Wow. Good almost for you. Half, almost half my body weight. That's amazing. Um, and I've gone from a size 20 to a size 2. I've definitely noticed a huge difference in the number and quality of matches I get on dating apps, but I've been struggling to figure out if or at when... Or if or, what when I should bring up the weight loss with my dates. I have to make a conscious effort to make healthy food and drink choices. So I usually try to suggest lower calorie date options without bringing up the topic. But if the date is going well and there's a chance we'll end up hooking up at the end of the night, I usually try to work it into the conversation. Since I'm self-conscious about my stretch marks and a bit of loose skin from the weight loss and I don't want them to be turned off by it. Any thoughts on the best way to handle the situation? Thanks. So let me just say to this person, you are not alone. This is mm-hmm. so hard. This is so difficult. Um, a lot, I deal with this type of stuff. I've gained and lost hundreds of pounds over the course of my life. I've gone up and down, up and down. I'm currently working with a trainer and a nutritionist. At the same time, I have a team now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I am a Kardashian. I, I, get you film I, ready? I, I, um, well, I'm trying to get I think with weight loss and with health and and feeling good about yourself, it's finding the thing that works for you. It's it's right. And I I kind of compare it to golf. I I know we're about to lose every one of our audience members, but like if, if if when I drive when I play golf and I hit off the tee, do are we still with me, Jordana, or have you fallen asleep? I, I know what a tee is. Just don't <laughs> get to don't get into the par shit. I don't understand so, that at all. Okay, so when I hit off the tee, I hook it right. So a lot of times I try to hit left to go straight. I, do you know what oh, I mean? Right. I remember this DST analogy, yes. Okay. So when I try to hit left to go straight, that means scheduling meals. That means mm-hmm. not eating carbs in the morning because I like to have them at night. What's going straight? Just going doing, straight just not, is just not fi- having a plan. Fi- well, going straight is fitting well in a t-shirt. Hooking right is is not having any plan, and and that's when I go into okay. the woods when I when I don't prepare. But health is diff- done differently for every single person. So, like, I understand what she's saying when she's like, "I want to get ahead of my dates because I don't want to go so off track because I know one date." And I felt this way before, where I'd be like. I don't want to go on a date tonight because it's Monday night and I don't want to drink on a Monday because then that means I'll eat badly on a Tuesday if I'm right. hungover and that means my whole week is ruined and then I have no momentum. You're trying to keep momentum, yeah. And now now it's Saturday and I eat like shit on Saturdays normally and now it's been a whole week that's off because I went on one date on Monday night. I have held myself back from life because of eating and and trying to feel good about how I'm eating and how I'm being healthy. So... What I'm saying to her, this is all to say she is not weird or wrong. I I think everyone does a version of this. Definitely. Yeah. I think that's like almost universal no matter what your your size or your thoughts. If you're trying to stay healthy, just generally, I think at least for the first part, um, that's something I've thought as well. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have to be a certain size to 
a, a you know avert your dating thing to feel good about yourself. That 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 has no size on it. So right, I, I think that's important to hear because I think she's like kind of she's being she's like she shouldn't think what she's doing is weird. You know, like I want to make mm-hmm. sure she knows that because. She says, I still make a conscious effort to have healthy food and drink choices, so I usually suggest lower-calorie dates. Like, even apologizing for it a little bit is is saying, like, oh, well, so just know what you're doing is something guys do, too. Right, yeah. I don't think she's alone in that part. I think the part that gets a little trickier is when she's like, I, I mean, yeah, you've maybe lost and gained over the years, but have you ever lost this much drastically where you're like, it's almost like was a big part of your was a big part of your life? Or like... I, I think that's what she's after freshman year of college. I lost like 50 pounds that summer and I came back to school and like totally different looking person to to people that I knew. Right. So I, I came back to college sophomore year and it's like, I was like, you know, the, you know, like I was like consider, I don't know what, this is, these are things in your own mind that you put in other people's mind, but I right. would think of myself as like, oh, I was like the one funny fat guy in the pledge class, and then you come back, and it's like, you're not really that guy anymore. So I do understand. Right. And, and what I wonder happened- if it's I wonder if it would be easier or harder to do so in college when everyone, so everyone in that community already kind of knew you, whereas like in the real world, you're kind of, de- de- you're, de- you're dealing with people who like, this is their first, well, their first iteration of you is this, this new slimmer person. Yeah. I don't think any of this is easy or easy. Like I think it, it, it's just different problems at different points in life. I'll say that the night, the, the hard part about college is like, now it's like you, like in my mind, I didn't want to be the guy that lost weight and then gained it all back. You know, like I didn't want to be that guy. That's like a fear of like, what would people say about you? It's like, and, and this, this also this fear that like, you don't, have any control of your life or you're that you're weak or something like that because you know you know again it's like that you might at any point go back to what you were totally so i think in college that kept me like way healthier than i did when i got out of college because when you get out of college there's just less eyes on you you're doing your own thing right um it's not as much like uh you know the friends don't kind of hang out as much so you can go off it that's probably a a factor in me gaining weight after college, but also you just life comes at you and you do more life stuff. Uh, But also the other thing that you deal with and I, where I see eye to eye with her is that like, just because you have a new body doesn't mean you have a new brain. Okay. And I think that's like the hardest part about losing weight. When I see someone that says I've lost 130 pounds, almost half my body weight, as someone who's dealt with weight stuff his whole life, I'm like, man, that is a mind fuck. And I, I would encourage this person. Like I, I kind of wish I had, I, I kind of wish I've never done this, but I'm sure anyone who's listened to me on diet starts tomorrow is like, that guy should see somebody. But, um, (laughs) (laughs) but, uh, I, I think you got to speak to a professional because even the way she writes it and I, and there's, there's a very specific sentence in her message uh, where she says, I've definitely noticed a huge difference in the number of quality matches I get on dating apps. Like the idea that she's connecting because I've lost weight. Now I get a better quality of person in my match. And I know she doesn't mean it that way, but it's, that is kind of what you're saying. Right. And I think that also lends itself to her saying, 
I'm now a more quality person than I was before. If I'm the matches I'm getting are more quality than I am higher quality. So it all kind of feeds into the self-worth. Totally. And both of those aren't true. You know, like you're as good as you were before. You just feel better about yourself, which is great. Right. And the people to me, you might be getting in touch with worse quality matches. If these people are only speaking to you or keeping up with you because of, of sexual attraction, then maybe that's just all they want. It's a whole new set of problems. Yeah, you have. Yeah, exactly. So I, I think like the important thing that I'm trying to impart is like this ain't weight loss only solves a couple issues for you. You know, maybe, you know, if, if, and again, I deal with this every day. It's stuff I talk about when I do stand up all the time. I had a woman stand up at a show and be like, you're not fat. Like I've had like really weird instances and I try to talk about it on stage to be fun and make fun of it and kind of commiserate with people. But like I remember, so I, I think there's there has to be, for her, she has to come to terms with this is a tough thing on your mentality. Like you have to figure you out your mentality should, to go with Do you with think she it. should tell these dates like about – about the fact that she's recently lost a hundred pounds. Yeah, I I think like, like date one. Hey, I've I've lost. I don't know date one. I think this is kind of your baby. I think you should right. do it once you're comfortable with the match. I I just think you have to I admit. Kinda, it, sorry, uh, so go ahead. I was saying when I first read this, I kind of thought about it um, before what you just said, which I think is a great point. I kind of thought about it like this is almost like the person who wrote in um, not too long ago saying they're sober. And, you know, I need, sure. I, do I, I want to go to, a, a, they probably should go, we were suggested them going to places where drinking wasn't the first, first or only thing to do. Abs- I think you're totally right. right. I, absolutely. But, but like, yeah, I think that maybe this has like a little bit of an additional layer on top of it, just given like, because I think like sober or not sober, I don't know if you're like, you would think of like the quality of the matches or the, but I do think that probably if you're getting sober, you think of your, your mind, your, your brain kind of loops yourself into thinking that in that kind of way. Absolutely. As well. Like, because you're treating yourself better for you. Now mm-hmm. the people will treat you better. I listen, this, the, I guess we're, this email is fraught with like different places for people to feel offended. So I, I want to make sure that we're ahead of this and say, like, I'm speaking about this from personal thing. Like when, when Jordana, like when you say like, I do believe when you're eating healthy, it's a form of sobriety. Like I do feel being better in touch with the things you're putting in your body makes you feel better and, and, and you go through it in a similar way. Like when I, I'm, I'm so I'll, I'll plug her real quick. I've been working with this woman, Alex Turoff yeah. and she's been great. She's been on, I found her through diet starts tomorrow and she's on Instagram. I want to make sure. Um, at Alex Turoff underscore RD. If you go follow her, she's great. Um, she gives out all these great tips and stuff. But the, the big thing with her for me has been like, she's listening to the things that I need. Just like you're saying, like, I'd be like, hey, I like volume eating. I like to eat a lot of food. Okay, so here's a way you can eat a lot of food to feel better. Right. You know, she's so not it's like, like, well, that's, and then you're not going to lose weight. She's not like, yeah, well, then you're fucked. Okay. It's a different, yeah, <laughs> di- different. And there's, there, yeah, there's, a, there's, there's, there's a, there's a shoe for every foot. There's a butt for every seat. You know, everyone's someone's foot. They're, that's the same goes for a, a eating and weight loss plan. But 
this is all to say, like, this is a form of letting someone into a very personal part of your life. So, right. like, when would I say to someone I deal with a lot of fucking shit? I don't come out on date one and, and say that. That wouldn't be comfortable for me. I wouldn't want to say that to someone I don't trust yet. Right. I think in the same way, and again, and I think that part is relatable to anything about your past that you feel perhaps slightly sensitive about or totally. feels a vulnerability of yours. I think it's okay to wait until you feel a certain level of trust to tell that person the right person for you is going to be much more interested in your approach and how you feel about that decision or or what happened or what you're going through or what you accomplished. Um, and like, I think they're going to think that has more to say about you than the actual thing that that has happened. Totally. And, and I also, uh, as far as the attraction part of it is like, if a guy's, here's the one thing women don't like to think like women want, like a lot of times women write in and assume that the way they think is the exact same way a guy thinks. If a guy's on a date with you, he's there cause he's attracted to you. So, and so, so let's start at that. No guy goes on a date. His penis wouldn't let him. His penis, <laughs> I'm just saying. Even if he wanted to. Even if he was or like, even if he's the, she's the nicest person in the world. I'll give her one shot. Maybe when we're on the date, I'll fall in, I'll, I'll get more attracted to her. No, 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 no. That doesn't happen. The right. penis says to you, shut the fuck up. You're staying home. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're on the date with the guy, like, but women do do that. You should and do a cartoon it. called My Very Judgmental Penis. Yeah, the dictator. And it's all about... Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so that's great. I, but I'm saying because I, I've learned through this podcast that women will go on dates with guys that they're not as attracted to and go, well, maybe on the date I'll get more attracted to them. Mm -hmm. Right? Right. Yeah, I've done that. So I totally. have never done yeah. that. I've never I've gone on a that. date where, like, well, maybe once I get to know them, I'll be more he's ready so to nice. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's the thing. Guys just don't work that way. So. I, I think that should be a breath of fresh air to a lot of women who listen to this. Like, if he's on the date with you, he's attracted to you. So, right. and, and you said she mentions loose skin and stretch marks. I have stretch marks. You can't see them at night. You can't see, you know, like, like I'm not trying to, like, but also, like, I have stretch marks and stuff like that. Like, I, I, that has never chased a woman away. And, and I've seen women with stretch marks and I've never been chased away by that. Like there's never been a moment where I'm like, Oh, the, you know, like that's, I think there's so and guys do this to themselves where they're like, we talk so much about sex. We talk so much about butts and are you ass man? Are you tit man? You know what I mean? So I, I, I think like our reputation precedes ourselves. Right. But, we assume you're just constantly judging every body when it's, part of when ours it's, right yeah when it's really a less judgmental judge it is like i see woman i am attracted the idea that like once we get into bed and clothes come off we go that doesn't happen right i think that almost happens more for like the women that they know they'll never be able to sleep with like i remember once we were watching the victoria's secret fashion show in college with these guys and then after they were like you know she's got like kind of a gap tooth i'm like what the <laughs> fuck are you talking about like yeah. that's why you wouldn't that's why you sure. wouldn't, right <laughs> i could never <laughs> right? but i i mean i have it with jess like jess has more things like like well like i had a hair on my back and she's like "Ugh, the hair you gotta get rid of it it's like kind of grossing me out and it's like i would never i don't think that something that small like i think guys are just so simple and cavemanish that like it's almost like to the benefit it's like 
oh, you look good, like butt. You know, it's not like it's not like, oh, did you let did you let your did you not shave your legs for a week? Like you don't hear that from guys. Right. And again, if you're either on the date, they've already decided like it's a go. It's a go. They want to be there. So I don't know if that helps. I, I, I hope that helps to hear in the same way that like when I tell people you're someone's foot and there's guys <laughs> out there masturbating the feet. Like a lot of people write to me. They're like, man, that made me feel everyone's someone's foot. And I'm like, yeah, I, I was, you know, it, it's a funny way to say it. They felt <laughs> complimented I, by that. Yeah. yeah like, but I, I need, could I, be a foot. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, men masturbate to feet. Yep. And you could be that foot, you know, so. And there's a, everyone has a taste, and if they're there with you, they're happy to be there with you, attraction wise. So, again, like I, I don't know, I, I, I think like letting someone know whenever you're comfortable, no owning that they're there because they're attracted to you, and uh, again, if something f- makes you feel anxious, let them know. Like, hey, we, like if you're gonna get that far, hey, I've lost a lot of weight. Yeah. You let them know, and then they go. Okay, good for you. I'm sure you're going to know how they are right, based on how they react to that. If you're being vulnerable and then they don't react to that like well or compassionately, then I think it's better that you tell them that before you sleep with them. Absolutely. Like, then you'll and if know they go, sooner. Yeah. Yeah, and also you're going to connect with people. You might find out that the guy you're with was like, I lost a lot of weight and I deal with this stuff. I didn't want to go on the date because I drank on Saturday. I think like when you reveal those things, you either grow apart or grow together. Like it's one or the other. Right. It's never. And when you grow together, thing. when you go together, it's a much stronger connection than like, we're both just people trying to pretend that we're both perfect and have nothing to hide and no vulnerabilities. Like, yeah, I don't think, I think like that sometimes we go into dates and dating, trying to do that, trying to seem as like put our best foot forward, seem as like perfect and put together mm-hmm. as we can. But that's that only lasts for so long, and eventually that comes out. And I think that you waste more time that way when you try to hide and it, these flaws, quote unquote, that are like actually just a part of who you are. And the more you like come in touch with them, the more you don't act out on it. Like I remember when I lost a bunch of weight the first time, I was trying to like hook up with this girl, and I remember she like said no or. It wasn't happening. You know, it wasn't like a say no. It was like, hey, you want to come back? Like, I was like, I was really young and I'm talking to her in like a social situation and I could feel that I wasn't getting back what I was putting out, you know? Mm -hmm. And I remember being like, well, gotta go. And I was mad that I wasn't getting the response I was was getting. (laughs) And I remember taking off my shirt after losing a bunch of weight, be like, guess you won't have this. And it's like the most (laughs) embarrassing. I'm like trembling. But no one was in the room or she was in the room? She was in the room. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) it's so embarrassing. And it's like, again, it's like that only happens. You only act out like that because you're insecure. You connect all of your self-worth to this number on a scale. And I, I think... Like now I laugh about it. Now I'm so embarrassed well, right now. Thank you for your be- vulnerability. I think that, <laughs> that the way you explain that is very, I, I think it's helpful for, for for people also just because we all have our embarrassing past moments when we didn't know how to like own our own vulnerabilities when we did, Shit. when we've done stuff like that. Um, I'll never forget it. Like, and I think like I'm embarrassed to even like come across this person on social media now. <laughs> and like, and I, but I think about that moment a lot because I think about it when she's, when she writes, I've lost 130 pounds. I'm like, get your mind right. 
because you're it's the same brain in a new body and that's hard to come to terms with it's hard to you know i remember people being like i came back to my fraternity people were like oh you lost all this weight i guess you're not funny anymore so then you're like dealing with it on the other side you're like maybe i should gain it back so i could be funny again it's right. like it's it's a weird it is such a mind weight and connecting it to your self-worth and your personality and all that stuff is, is I, I mean, it's the reason I do stand up comedy. I can tell yeah. you that right now. I could see why also like it would just be like anxiety producing just to eat in front of someone. Like, are they thinking that I'm eating too much? Are they thinking I'm eating too little? Are they judging me based on, you know, when I was when I what was I'm ordering, really, when I was really healthy, people used to say to me like, oh, you're making look at Jared eating healthy. Whoa. Like people don't let you. It, it's almost right. like you're saying something about them because you're like, I want a grilled chicken with vegetables. I'm just trying to stay right. And then then you feel like you can't eat badly in front of people because people are like, whoa, Jared, off the plan. And it's like, you're never right. You're always fucked. Yeah, I mean, not to compare it again to alcoholism, but I feel like that's what I've heard a lot in that community where it's like if you're going, like you kind of, you get a lot of comments almost like, you know, it's, it's, hard, it's hard to be around people who aren't doing the same thing because everyone has a thought about what you're doing or what you're not doing if you're drinking, if you're not. It's totally comparable. I, I mean... I once heard a comedian, he did a joke. I wish I could tell you who it was, but because I can't remember, but he was like, it's the only addiction where you have to do it every day. And it's like right. with food, you know, like, yeah. like you go off of heroin or you go off of alcohol. At least you don't do alcohol. They're not like, yeah, but just have a little alcohol, you know, like <laughs> that you're just have the right. alcohol that doesn't taste right. as good, you know, like, and it's so again, there's there's similar other, pe other people are probably like just have a couple drinks where, where it doesn't like work for it you know what i mean like have that. a couple cookies yeah they don't just, get it's just not eat half the fries if i would i would murder someone if they told me to eat half the fries like i was like the idea that you're throwing away fries like just doesn't connect with me and that's my own thing and that's my own thing to deal with and i just you know, it, again, I feel for this person. I, I read that email and I was like, oh, I know. I know it. I know it. That's my life. If you're like me and shudder at the thought of low rise jeans and pluck thin eyebrows making a comeback, you're a millennial. And if you're a millennial, it's time to add Clarins multi-active cream to your daily routine. I have to tell you, I'm a huge Clarins fan. I've been using them for years. I love, love, love them. They are such high quality. They're like a legacy brand. My skin always looks better whenever I'm using Clarins products. And it's no different with the Clarins multi-active cream. You've been adulting for a while, so the daily stress of just trying to keep your life together can cause stress aging. Yes, that's a thing. The good news, Europe's number one skincare line has a solution you can trust. Rooted in nature and innovated with science, Clarins has a long legacy of creating industry-first, plant-forward products. Using a skin charger complex made of 2% niacinamide and C. holly bio-extract, Clarins Multi-Active Cream has been clinically proven to target the first visible signs of aging by smoothing lines and wrinkles, refining pores, evening tone and texture, and strengthening the skin's moisture barrier. While Multi-Active Cream can't bring back the golden age of boy bands, it can de-stress your skin. Go to Clarins.com slash UUP and get Multi-Active Day and Night Cream for 10% off, a free welcome gift, plus free shipping on your first order. That's C-L-A-R-I-N-S dot com slash UUP with promo code UUP, Clarins.com slash UUP with promo code UUP. Nothing gives me naked confidence like really nailing a tough workout. There's a real sense of power that comes from pushing your body to its limits and conquering it like a champ. But a very close second, Lumi Whole Body Deodorant. 
It's the game-changing whole body deodorant for those who love feeling confident from head to toe. And you up listeners can now receive a special offer. New customers get 15% off all Lumi products with our exclusive code and link. Use code UUP at lumideodorant.com. L-U-M-E-D-E-O-D-O-R-A-N-T.com. Making sure that I smell good is like one of my top things to feel confident. If I'm scared that I might be like having an odor, that is gonna totally throw off my confidence. So I love Lumi so I can feel confident that I'm smelling fresh every day. Lumi is seriously safe to use anywhere on your body. Yes, anywhere. It's baking soda-free, paraben-free, and pH balanced for safe use below the belt. Lumi is formulated and powered by mandelic acid to stop odor before it starts. More like a pre-odorant. It's clinically proven to block odor all day and control odor for up to 72 hours. Choose from a variety of bright scents like clean tangerine, lavender sage, or toasted coconut. Lumi's starter pack is perfect for new customers. It comes with a solid stick deodorant, cream tube deodorant, two free products of your choice, like mini body wash and deodorant wipes, and free shipping. As a special offer for our listeners, new customers get 15% off all Lumi products with our exclusive code. And if you combine the 15% off with the already discounted starter pack, that equals over 40% off their starter pack. Use code UUP for 15% off your first purchase at lumideodorant.com. That's code UUP at L-U-M-E-D-E-O-D-O-R-A-N-T.com. Let's do some awkward sex. You ready? Let's do it. UUP okay. at Betches.com. UUP at Betches.com. Keep sending them in. We're getting good ones now, right, Jordana? We are. These are way better than the ones we were getting a few months ago. No <laughs> offense to those people, but these are, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm enjoying the re- reading the ones that are coming in. Okay. Keep <laughs> sending them in. You ready? Yes. Hi, J&J. Thank you for continuing to solve dating on a weekly basis. My girlfriend and I have been dating for a little over a year, but have only recently said I love you. A few months ago, we went to dinner for our one-year anniversary to a nice restaurant she had been wanting to go to. I had already planned to tell her that evening those three magical words. But when during dinner do I say it? Before the entree? Before dessert? When? We started talking about the future, and naturally it came out of my mouth that I loved her. Yay! <laughs> Woo! So beautiful. What if we released a dove? What if a dove came out of people's phones while they were li- listening to the- <laughs> Oh, that would be... In the future, I think that podcasts will have that capability. We can only hope. Holog- hologram. <laughs> she said <laughs> it back, and then we kissed. Wow! Mutual I love yous. There we go. Huh. Now that we both knew we loved each other... And after a sufficient amount of alcohol, we were ready to go home to christen the love. <laughs> Aww, I just would love, love story. it if, if they if he smashed a champagne bottle off her pussy, just like ah, like, <laughs> like they do a new boat. <laughs> this is for real. <laughs> she slips into something to some sexy lingerie as surprise as a surprise, and man, what a nice present! She looked incredible. We get into the throes of passion and quickly get into my favorite position. 69. <laughs> that's yeah, those are th- 69 is people's favorite position still. I feel I, like that's I, I, <laughs> I feel I, like 69 like should have been retired like 20 years ago. Well, 69 is all it, it can only be a guy's favorite position. Yeah, I don't like it. <laughs> I think more men love 69 than women because we're on the bottom of that situation. Okay. It's the most like it's it's the it, it, I like that he's like I want to get into my favorite position sixty nine nothing sexier than efficiency. <laughs> like, <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It's like why like why can't we just do them separately? Why like, the rush? It's like two in one shampoo. Like I, it doesn't work as well as like 
first like a real shampoo and then a real conditioner. Well, I think I used to think that 69 was invented by a couple that didn't trust each other. So it's like, (laughs) (laughs) they're like, you go down on me first. No, you. Okay. Same time. (laughs) (laughs) Right. We'll make sure no one's getting out of this. Yeah. We, we, and the other thing is I, I, I guess women don't trust that that angle, like I guess the angle you're at is you would think isn't attractive us, but guys love it. I love, I love that I have full access to all the, the undercarriage. I just think it's hard to like get into it when you're also working. It's like, there's, you know what I mean? Like, like I want to like, if I'm, if I'm receiving, I'd want to just like relax and receive, not like multitasking for me at least. Yeah, I, like I guess that's stuff that, going on. That makes sense for like, as far as like being in the moment, like that's not a big, as right. big a guy thing. We're just like, mm-hmm. yeah, you're sucking. Things are good, you know. Right, it's more mechanical. <laughs> so <laughs> as it, as we were performing our acts of kindness, she rolls off of me to have sex. Boy, that sounds sexy. <laughs> <laughs> get off, Bessie. Time to fuck. Oh but as she oh makes an effort to get off my face, I hear a noise. I think to myself, was that a queef? at least he knows what a you can tell this guy by how into saying i love you he is that he he knows a woman's body he knows the queen (laughs) he knows the difference (laughs) that could be a love song i think to myself was that a queef Queef. (laughs) and in that split second two more loud noises erupt she had farted three times right in my face (laughs) i started crying laughing while she's half laughing half mortified but in the end everything was fine and shortly after the farts heard around the world we resumed action Oh my god! In the fart smell, <laughs> and basking in instead of a candle. Yeah, we always will remember that night for two reasons. One, we said I love you for the first time. Two, her farting in my face after we said I love you for the first time. <laughs> we both get a laugh every time we bring up that night, and I thought you would all enjoy it too. Uh, looking forward to hearing you all come up with a name for this one. Thanks, boyfriend of the fart queen. Man, that is hilarious. One. It's hilarious. She, he goes, yeah, we both get a laugh out of every time we bring up that <laughs> night. I'm sure she's like, ah, real funny. <laughs> um, I love the I love this one because I love the idea that it's like she finally she finally got him to say I love you. She knows he's in, and now she's like, I can finally be myself. <laughs> Triple fart. <laughs> Just like you want to know, you want to know the real me. You love me. You want to know the real me. <laughs> it would be funny if they on the date. I love you. Oh, finally, three minute fart. Just. <laughs> <laughs> like are you done yet i've been holding this in since we met and now i feel secure enough in where this relationship is going i mean too. i've gone i farted too much i think in quarantine i think jess is physically unattracted to me she's, she did have one it. night where she goes jared it's enough i'm i'm i can't anymore and i had to like pull back a little I think that's fair. Are you guys farting? I, um, not like not excessively. Yeah. In no, the normal the normal amount. <laughs> Just said I haven't hold, <laughs> held back at all. It hasn't worked up. at all. Her no, her this clear is holding com- back. Her clear communication isn't helping. She said, "Don't say are you guys farting because I ain't farting." Yeah, listeners. That's right. It's just Jared. <laughs> 
I'm making up for all the. How do you do it? Are you going in the bathroom? Are you? I'm doing- trying to. I'm trying to do it silently if it's happening. We're we're a little more discreet about it. I do get it irritated though with like sometimes he'll just be on like a bad joke making like role. Yeah. Where he'll just keep saying like terrible jokes and he thinks it's funny and I'm like, all right, it's like enough. Like yeah. I get like you're annoying me. <laughs> I, I mean, nothing more fun to me than a joke that isn't funny and then you get it to be funny again. You got to fight through the bad part of that joke. Right. Hopefully you can fight through the irritation to make it funny once again. <laughs> That's right. But it's risky. It's risky. It's, it's risky. So what would you call this one? I'd call this um, blown away. Blown away. I like that. <laughs> um, stop, fart, and roll. Uh, love is in the air. Um, I fart you. I fart you. That's great. Yeah. I um, got to be the one. Has this ever happened? Have you ever rolled off and farted mid roll off? Um, not that I can recall. Have, have, have you had this one? Well, the other night or, I was laughing and I. Or has it happened with her? Was it? Is it has has she done it? She's yet to fart. Um, I keep trying to make it happen. What's that? Are you squeezing? What are you She's squeezing? She's holding her? is strong. Yeah, I just keep. You've been like you've you've been like only buying beans for dinner, <laughs> you know, like giving her an all fart diet. Yeah, <laughs> who wants who wants pinto beans? We just had <laughs> cannellini or the other, you know, we just had couscous. Cannellini. I I have broccoli. <laughs> what else is? There? I was laughing the other night, and I mid laugh the laugh forced out a fart. And I've been referring to it as a LART. And legitimately, like, I went, I started laughing, like, at something on TV. And I went, ah, and it was like I had no control over my body. Wow. Yeah. We're having a lot you of sound, fun here in quarantine. You sound quite, like, like quite a bit of fun, yeah. <laughs> and then we 69. I, no, I. <laughs> do, you ever, do you do this on your long flights? I know you fly a lot. Oh, I am. Should I, people be worried? If you're on a flight with me. I'm the one farting. It's if you can't if you don't know. Yeah. If you, if you can't pinpoint where it's coming from. You know now. Wow, is that Jared Fried on my fart? Or is that Jared Fried? <laughs> is that Jared Fried on my flight? And then uh, you'll go and if you don't say anything to me, just go uh, like I want it'll get to the point where people if you see me on your flight, you should be upset because that whole tube Try is not- about to smell. Good thing we're wearing masks on flights now. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) You know that feeling when you're going on your first date with the person you've been seriously crushing on and realize you have absolutely nothing to wear? Maybe you find yourself wishing you had the perfect pair of jeans, the one you can fancy up, fancy down, and just look better every time you wear them. Well, that's why you need to check out Lee Denim. I love Lee Denim. I'm wearing them today in the office. I'm wearing their jeans. I love, they also have this other pair that I have at home that I'm really excited to wear. It's like a little baggier, but it's still so comfortable and yet it's still so flattering. I don't know how they do it. Every time you wash it, they also look even better. And I love that they flatter every body type. Denim trends come and go, but Lee is legendary for creating denim cuts that fit your body. Their denim gets better with age and their classics fit into every look. Lee's denim jacket is the one to reach for without fail. A classic. The Ryder jean jacket is the OG, what every other brand has copied for decades. Everyone is an icon in their own right, and Lee makes denim so people can own their style and feel good in their clothes. Their spring collection is here, so get the freshest looks and cuts before anyone else. You can find your Lee fits by visiting lee.com. 
That's lee.com to shop spring looks now. Let's do another email. UUP at Betches.com. UUP at Betches.com. You ready? I'm ready. All right. Hey, J&J, let me get right to it. Backstory. My boyfriend and I have been dating for a little over two years. About six months into our relationship, we went to Mexico. On our trip, we decided to move in together. It made sense financially. And two weeks after we got back, he moved in with me. Fast forward to COVID times. After being in quarantine and living through the pandemic and living together a year, my boyfriend sat me down and shared that he was feeling really anxious living in such a small place and wanted to live separately. A week later, he moved out. It was kind of traumatizing. Although we stayed together, I felt like he left me in what seemed to be the most challenging times in our lives. He assured me that in no way was the move about me and that he wanted to stay together. Instead, he felt like the close space was getting, getting to him. Aside from our living situation, our relationship stayed pretty much the same. In fact, it got better, which I hate to admit. Now to the real reason why I'm writing. My boyfriend and I are 28 and 26, respectively. Hold on. That wasn't not the, the real reason she was writing in? <laughs> I know. That seems like a pretty <laughs> big like, one yeah, to me. It seems like the only reason. No? Right. My boyfriend left me, <laughs> yeah. but we're still together. <laughs> but says you want to stay the- together. The, the, the walls are closing in, but that's not our problem. <laughs> I'm glad I'm glad she included that because I do think it'll help answer sure. the second part of this question. Um, the real reason why I'm writing in, my boyfriend and I are 28 and 26 respectively. I'm not the girl who wants to get married tomorrow, but it's something I would like to do long term, like in the next three to four years. I know he feels pressure from our families to take the next steps in our relationship. A couple of weeks ago, he sat me down to tell me, one, he does not want to have kids, and two, he is not looking to get married anytime soon. He said marriage is an option, just not something he's thinking about right now. He insists he wants to be with me and loves me, but I'm starting to second guess his commitment. Shocking. <laughs> <laughs> wise. Oh, really? Wise. <laughs> From moving out to saying he doesn't want kids in marriage, uh, and marriage isn't in the near future. Am I crazy to stick around? I love him very much, but it seems like he is trying to prolong the inevitable breakup. Aside from these major conversations, I've never questioned his commitment or fidelity. Am I crazy to stick around? Sincerely, the eternal girlfriend. So, interesting question. I think this happens a lot. Um, I have some thoughts. I have some thoughts, too. I I think what doesn't get... we've I've talked about this. We've talked about this many times. Is that breakups are very hard for both parties. And everyone thinks of the person that got dumped, but nobody thinks of the dumper. And that's just, and I, because it's a position of power and Jerry doesn't like dumper shaming. I don't like dumper shaming at all, but that's the reason this is happening. This guy is choosing an immature way to get out of his relationship through mature topics. So what he's doing is he's putting up, you know, kids and marriage as his reasons for saying that this isn't the match, which is the real thing. Right. I feel like he's asking her to break up with him by doing all these things. He's trying to see like, I think he's trying to say like pretty large, important things that would make most people would be deal breakers for a lot of people. And throw, but, but but he's not trying to be like you said, he's trying, trying to be the bad guy. He's not saying like, listen, I don't want I'm not saying I want to break up. But I'm moving out. Yeah. I'm not saying I want to break up, but um, I don't want to have kids ever. 
just so you know. Uh, and I'm not saying I want to wake up, but if you're thinking about getting married, I'm not interested in that either. Like he's almost like going to see how many things this is a breakup. Say. Yeah, but this is a breakup strategy. Some people treat breakups like a pint of ice cream that they just took out of the freezer. They're going to take it out of the freezer. They're going to let it thaw and then they're going to dig right. in and finish it. So no, I saw that he, this is on your this, story. This is I've, I've wrote this on my stories last night yeah. and that's what's happening right here. This guy is warming you up to the idea of this ending. He doesn't want it coming out of left field. So he's saying, I got to move out and then but we'll stay together. You know, just like you said, like I uh, no kids. Right. So he's making it so he is not a partner that you would want to be with. And it's like, you're either going to end it or he is. It's, it's one or the other. Right. I feel like I've done this with plans that I didn't want to go to. Yeah. We're all like, let you lay the foundation of like, Hey, like I'm going to be 45 minutes late. Do you still want me to come? Yes. Um, you're conditioning like, I'm people also going to have to leave. Right. I'm also going to have to leave 30 minutes early. <laughs> so I might just be there for like five. Do you think it's still, if it's still worth it for you, like I will be, I will definitely be there. But yeah. I'll be late. I'll be wearing the wrong thing. Um, and I'm going to leave early. <laughs> it's the same exact thing. It, it's like, hey, it's also like getting ahead of the disappointment. Hey, this week, I think I'm good to go. But there's a chance I might have to be leaving early. That means you're leaving early. Right. Yeah. That, that's you preparing them. So, that, you know, the worst is at a party. You go, hey, I got to go. And they go. You've been here 20 minutes. Oh, I'm sorry. I just got to go. That's harder than, well, why didn't you tell me? Okay. You know, you know right. what I mean? Like that people more or it's, less are averting conflict rather than digging into conflict. And this is his way of averting conflict. And it's harder, but it's so much worse. It just makes the whole process like so much more painful and so much longer. Cause now she's like, okay, what, do, what am I, what am I supposed to, I, I guess I have to break up with this guy that I don't want to break up with that I actually want to be with. And then it's going to be like my fault when, if he really just told her like what he was actually feeling, which is that he didn't want to be in this relationship anymore. This is, this, she could feel better. Knowing well, she this wasn't is a the, train hitting you in slow motion. It's a, it, yeah. this goes back to, you know, fuck up my month. Don't fuck up my year. Like, he is, is, they had to do a move out. Then he had to talk about kids and he had to make her question whether, you know, it, it is interesting the way she writes this email and, and people do this sometimes. And we see this a lot um, where she says, uh, um, my boy, I, okay. I am not the girl who wants to get married tomorrow, but it's something I would like to do long-term. She says that, that like, that is the, the exception to the rule. No, most people want to meet someone and figure out if it's the right match and then get married. That is right. a normal center of the, of the bell curve thing to want. She's now apologizing for wanting that because this guy's coming through with all these like, well, I don't even want kids and well, I'm not even sure about marriage. And it's like, you don't, no, no, no. He's the one coming at you with alternative lifestyles. Yeah, and here's the thing. It's like I feel like most guys are not proactively telling you these things, like sitting you down to tell you these things. It's one thing to say like you, if you're like, oh, like wouldn't it be great to get married in a year? And he's like, oh, I don't know if I'm ready about that. If he is coming to you mm -hmm. before you're even like to me, he's trying to tell you something. If he's sure. coming to you proactively to tell you this is different than like you broaching. If you were like, I want to get married next year and then you're kind of. 
kind of like, oh, I guess I could wait. Um, and then I think like, you know, again, like the annoying part of this for her, I get where she's like, she's worried. I'm going to break up with this guy. And then I'm going to be the one who has imposed this on myself. And then I'm going to worry when I'm lonely a, f- a month or a few weeks later, I'm going to worry like, oh, could I have dealt with him not wanting to get married or could yeah. I have dealt with him? That's just, the fucked up like, part. Right. That's why it's like so selfish of him to do that because she's really he's really trying to make it him, her think that it's her choice when really it's his choice. And then like I, I could see this devolving into a situation where they wind up like still hooking up or she goes back to him and she just has like a lesser ver- she's just keeps getting lesser versions of what she initially had. Yeah, he's the Russian doll. Of, of boyfriends you know he started as a big you know the, the big I didn't version. see the, the show but no 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 it's oh a, right oh yeah the uh, actual Russian doll yeah okay, he yes. just keeps getting smaller and smaller until she's dating a speck of a boyfriend you know right or she has to break up with him yeah right. I, and yeah. and again I think that's the most problematic part of the whole thing is what you just said where because he he's averting saying this isn't the match for me I like you I love you. I have love for you, but I don't see this as my long-term relationship. Um, and he's trying to slowly fade into the mist. And again, that thing of like questioning yourself, that sucks. But like, it's hard, it's, it's hard to not. It's hard to not look at this and go, yeah, well, maybe if I played it differently or maybe right. if I didn't want kids. Like, no, you want what you want. That's okay. I get it. Confrontation is hard. That's why I do the thing where I'm going to be there late and I'm going to leave early. Like it's, Mm -hmm. it's hard to be like, I don't want to go. So I'm not going to go. Yeah. Because that person sounds like an asshole. Sure. Sure. But it's that, (laughs) that's who the person really is. It's just, I, I, and the other thing about them, like it happened over six months and they go to Mexico and they move in together. That's great. I, I, I don't have any problem with the, the speed at which they moved, but the speed at which you moved is also, you know, you're I think that's the thing with COVID and with quarantine and with these relationships right now is like, yeah, you're getting like life comes at you faster with this stuff. Like you have you are put face to face with hard decisions way more. There's no way to ignore them during these times. Yeah. And it's kind of just like the only way that she can end it and take matters into her own hands. And like, again, like we say, always say, like own her standards is to just to have the belief that there's someone else out there. Yeah. That like it will work out with. And I think that's why it's so hard. That's why we stay in these relationships that are not working for us with people who aren't giving us what we want and what we deserve and are not treating us well. It's because we don't have the like belief that we'll find someone who's better for us. I, I Yeah, I have a feeling that the 26 year old is going to be able to that wants to get married and have kids one day can find someone that's on the same page as that. Like that. Yeah. (laughs) I think that'll happen. I don't, I'm not worried. I'm not worried about her, but I, yeah. So I'm saying, I think like she has that fear. It's kind of irrational. I've had it before. You know, I had it. I remember having it at like 24. Yeah. Like what if I never meet anyone and I'm just like alone forever. It's like I'm 24. I'm a 24 year old. I remember saying my, my therapist, my therapist was like, you're a normal 24 year old person. There's nothing like, like I very much believe that's in the cards for you because like, there's no reason it wouldn't be. Like, do you know what I mean? It's very hard to believe sometimes I, to convince yourself when everyone else can see again, it. Again, you're we're the star of our own movie, and that's how it goes. When you think you're the star, then you think the best and worst things will happen to you. When reality right. is, it's probably a lot like the people that came before you and the people that will come after you. It's just going to be normal. Yeah, I agree. Let's play some games. You ready? Let's do it. Let's do it. 
UUP at Betches.com. UUP at Betches.com. Send in your red flag deal breakers, your would you rathers, anything you want us to play. We will play it on the show. We love a good game. You ready? I'm ready. Red flag deal breaker. First date. Guy asks to take a picture together, then posts it on Facebook and tags you. I'm trying to think. It went really well. <laughs> this is this is the this is the the game because so I have to sometimes remind myself of that. Like we the have a best great date, date ever. You went out with a 50 year old man on his third divorce because that's the only person on Facebook. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and he was like, and "I then like he this is beautiful family." Yeah, like <laughs> this is something that like middle-aged Facebook dad would do. I think more more likely scenario is post an Instagram story and tags you. So that is the more relatable thing. Like I could see, like my mom would be like, let's take a picture, put it on Facebook. Look, we're out tonight. You know, like that would be a mom move for Facebook. The Instagram story, if she did that i i would be okay with it but i would be like how my issue with it would be how big a part of social media is your life like how much of your life goes on social media like listen right. i put everything on social media and even that to me i would i, I that's your job do. yeah and that's my job right. that's part of what i do i but i i there are still parts of my life i'm not putting on social media even though it seems like i put everything yeah, I agree. I think I'd be a little turned off by it, but I don't think it would be like again. We've had a great date. Otherwise, we're like maybe break. we're a little yeah. maybe we're a little drunk, and they put it they put up a story, and I'm in it. I would honestly, if I was really into the person, might be like kind of flattered by it. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm being totally honest. Boy, there's with no one else out there. You wouldn't be like there's no one else out there. You wouldn't be like worried that he's some uh, like a loser. Like he because he was showing. Yeah. that he was with me <laughs> yeah, on this i mean i don't know I'd ha- i guess i would have to compare it to the rest of his social media sure. um like experience or like maybe like if he was something funny then maybe well be- that's the only way it could happen like generally like it would have to be hilarious to me right to be not weird at all yeah what if they put what if they're posting just like the date on your first date? Like not you, but they're posting like the restaurant. And they're like, oh, don't touch the food. Like, I'm gonna take a picture of it. And then they take a picture of the drinks and they're like just posting the whole date. That, but you're almost, not in it. that almost is less weird than posting me for some reason. I don't know why that does Yeah, I feel like that's more common. Yeah. The, the, they like they're just like, No, I I really like this. Look how beautiful this is. Like I could see how that could happen. So you're more you're more into that than posting you. Although it would, I think it would I think that would bother me more. Maybe it's because like it's less men do that. Sure. Yeah. From my point of view, like if a woman, yeah, it, it strikes me as female for someone to get a, a cute cocktail and then be like, Oh, Oh my God. I have to put this up. Like it's a, it's almost art as much as drink at that point. Right. It's not really about you, but then I would, again, that would tip me off to that's what they do. All the time. With everything. Which would be like a little annoying to me, I think. Yeah, I mean, I could be slowed down at a dinner every now and again. It's not the worst thing in the world for me to wait a minute before stuffing my face because they're taking pictures of all the food. Yeah, not a deal breaker, though. No. Let's do another. All right. Uh, Would you rather date someone who's extremely into the holiday spirit or actively hates the holidays? I, uh, I, I think... 
I think it's easier to be nice than it is to be mean. Like it's just more fun to be nice. Like I, I is it? Well, <laughs> I think it's more Says fun. The to, guy who roasts charcuterie boards <laughs> with well-intentioned charcuterie boards. I think it's fun to have someone that's like wide-eyed into the holiday season. I, I never yeah. thought that before. I kind of like, you know, was against. I was never against the holiday season, but like, when I hear someone who loves the holidays and then I hear someone who hates the holidays. The person who loves the holidays, I always go, I'm kind of warmed by them. And the person like, who hates... That's hate, cute. Yeah, like, good for you. You have some, you know, you're, you've lost... You, you, you haven't lost all your innocence. It's nice that you get into this. Like, who doesn't love going to a bar that's, like, all Christmas lights and stuff? Those bars right. are fun. Uh, the person that, like, hates that, like, so you're just miserable for a whole, like, month of the year? Like... The idea that like you hear Christmas music and you're like, ah, it's too early. It's like, I like, why, who the fuck, what's, I always think of that person. I'm like, what's wrong with them? What happened? Right. I feel like that person's going to be less enjoyable to be around for other things. Like they're going to be like, you're going to have to drag them to more things than they're going to be excited about. Yeah. Like what stupid things could you ever do with that person? Like, does everything have to be the most serious and like on the nose thing? Like, like, what are you, the neighbors from, you know, Christmas vacation that wear all black and, like, right. are, like, and don't decorate their home? Like, you have to have a yeah. little bit of that fun, no? No, that's true. I mean, if they're starting to do, like, reindeer, like, tire, I mean, like, wheel covers on their car, we might get, it might, my answer might change depending on just how into the holiday spirit it is. Like, sure. Well, it, well who would you rather hang with, Clark Griswold or... You know, Elaine, you know, next door. Like, <laughs> Yeah, that's fair. I I, I, I think I, I guess I'd still pick them. I mean, my roommate in college used to wrap the room in in so it felt like we were in a present. Oh, that's kind of cool. And it was like and then play Christmas music all the time. And I was like, just like, ah, not my thing because it isn't my thing. And then as it went on, I was like more and more into it. Eggnog. Like, why not? Why not? You know? Let's, I'm into it. Should we do one more? Let's do one more. Would you rather be with someone who refuses to order in food or refuses to cook anything ever? Huh. I guess the person who refuses... See, this is very hard because like, I would assume the person who wants to cook everything is like, kind of healthy and like I'd have like a better lifestyle. But like ordering in is like so nice when you do it. I would say Jess and I almost broke up over her not liking Chinese food. And I basically was like, <laughs> if you can't do China, if you're like one time it was a Sunday night and she was like, let's do, you know, a sandwich. And I was like, you've depressed me. I was like, this is my culture. <laughs> this is a part I've been doing this every Sunday night, my whole life. There's a comfort in having Chinese food on a Sunday night. Like, if you can't do this, we have to talk. And you compromise. You do it now. And we do it now. Uh, I mean, I don't know. It, it, we have had nights where we don't as much, but it's uh, we order a little bit more sensibly. I think her more of her issue was like, I'm getting like 30 dishes and feeling like crap afterwards. Right. So being more sensible about it, it's been good. Like we don't. So which way, would, which extreme would you prefer? I'd prefer the person who refuses to cook over the person who refuses to order in food because then I can cook and then we also get to order in. 
That's fair. Okay, that's a good comp. You can't really like do the other part yourself. Yeah, I, I can't. If, if if you refuse to order in food, then when are we getting a night off? Like when are we I having? You, right. I guess you, you could order in food. Then I'm eating like, alone. That's not fun. Yeah, yeah. Like what fun is that? You know. It's I like guess I agree with that. Alone. Yeah, I think I agree. Um, that would be like depressing. Right? Like, like, hey, let's get a pizza. Whoa, whoa, champ. That's expensive. We can make a pizza at home. <laughs> Fuck off. Right. The one also seems more cheap. Like the home cooked sure. meal person seems a little cheaper. Listen, um, nothing made me sadder growing up than hearing like my parents sometimes every now and again, like my parents are getting a fight and they'd be like, we're not doing Fuck dinner. Fuck dinner. Have cereal. And I'd be like, oh, my God, what? I live in a broken home. I need to get out of here. I need CDC to pick me up. I need to be put into foster care. This is horrible. I will never cereal. have cereal for dinner. You, it, to me, was a mental death trap. Like, it was a mental I'm, I'm like game over for my sensibility. Like, if, if the family was I'm doing- I'm surprised you weren't on a Netflix documentary about, you know, child- <laughs> Right? Making us have cereal <laughs> for dinner? <laughs> Fucking Lucky Charms? Like some sort of family, you know, this wasn't a family anymore. What? This home isn't a home. This episode has really come full circle as we as we <laughs> right. close the show with talking about food orders. Um, but thank you guys so much for listening. As yeah. always, great great episode. I think we, we solved dating yet again. We always seem to solve dating. We did it again. Um, everyone listening, keep sharing. That's how it happens. Give the gift of you up this holiday season. This is such a great gift to someone. Maybe they're just looking for ways to get out of their own head. Send it to a friend. Make your Instagram story. Rate, review, subscribe, and all that good stuff. And have a safe, uh, fun holiday season. Great. Bye. You Up is hosted by Jared Freed. And Jordana Abraham. Our editor is Sean Kilby. Social media by Dana Samuel. Artwork by Brittany Levine. Our podcast managers are Mike Coscarelli and Sean Kilby. Be sure to follow us at you up pod on instagram and email your questions to uup at betches.com thank you to our sponsor netflix bridgerton is back bringing us another scandalous and sexy season and dearest gentle readers you will not want to miss this chapter in season three longtime friends colin bridgerton and penelope featherington find themselves in quite the precarious situation the wallflower is ready to bloom but she needs colin's help to find a marriage match will these friends defy odds and expectations to find true love and will penelope's secret identity as famed gossip writer lady whistledown destroy any chance she may have at love you shall have to watch and see watch part one of bridgerton now only on netflix Betches.